The word of our Lord from the prophet Isaiah. Nevertheless, the gloom will not be upon her who is distressed. As when at first he lightly esteemed the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, and afterward more heavily oppressed her by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan in Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every warrior's sandal from the noisy battle and garments rolled in blood will be used as burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice. From that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Father, we pray that you would bless the reading of your holy word. Bless it to our hearts. Bless it to our minds. Bless it, O Lord, to our very lives. And may we walk in this life in the fullness of the Christ child who came to give us life and who came as your gift of love to us, your unlovely and your unloving people. In his name we pray. Amen. Love is about actions, not feelings. Sure, we like feelings. We like them when they're there, but the problem is that they're not always there. Feelings come and go. They're like the tide. It's wonderful, but it's not always staying around. It's nice when it comes in. It's nice when it rushes over our feet, bringing the cool of the ocean. But feelings are fleeting. Love is primarily concerned not with how we feel, but with what we do. With how we act, with how we treat one another. If we love in word only, then we don't really love. Because love is about actions. It is about moving. It is about motion. It is about doing it is about extending oneself and offering. 
And God is love. When we declare that God loves us, we are not declaring simply that God feels a certain way about us. In fact, sometimes He feels quite angry toward us if we take the Scriptures seriously. When His people, who are in a covenantal love relationship with, with Him, reject Him or abandon Him or displease Him or break his, his, their, their oath with Him, He gets quite angry, quite frustrated. But He is always loving. In fact, you could even say that God's anger toward Israel is based in His love. For what parent who sees his son doing something which will harm him does not get frustrated by it and try to correct it and get a bit angry? But love is not just about actions. It's also about doing hard actions. Love does hard things. Love does that which is difficult. Love hurts. Love bloodies its knuckles. Love strains its muscles. It does the difficult things for the sake of the beloved. For the sake of the object of love, it does hard things. And one of the hardest things that love does is that love makes itself small. We don't like being small. When we're little, we want to get big. Unfortunately, when we get big, sometimes we want to be little again. You can interpret that however you'd like. I think all interpretations there are probably right on. But love makes itself small, insignificant. It is humble. It is low. It is diligent. You know, one of the most overlooked benefits and, 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 and self-disciplines in our culture is that of diligence. That of that unshakable faithfulness. That spirit which will put itself to work even when it's overlooked. Even when it's walked over. Even when it's walked past. But love makes itself small. It humbles itself. You see, we think that power rests in the powerful. But the gospel tells us that limitless power rests in the Almighty One who became powerless for our sakes. The Word tells us, unto us a child is born. Not a supreme leader, not a general, but a child is born. Not one who's old and grown and wise and strong has stepped out on the stage, but no, a child is born. Unto us a son is given. The eternal son is not created in the incarnation, but he is given from heaven 
to us, to earth, to save the people of earth. See, power does not rest in the powerful. The greatest of all powers rests in the one who relinquishes power. It's reckless. It's risky. Such is the nature of salvation. Even the government, the world's structures of power and order and justice and peace, even the government will rest upon this Christ child's shoulders. The prophet tells Judah that strength is not in your army, in your military. It's not in those who put together horses and chariots. It's not in those nations to the north that you're afraid of. It's not in the big bad powers of the world, the greatest of all powers, the power which will redeem you and set you free, the power that will defeat your enemies is in a child that is to be born. For he is the eternal son who is given. His name is called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God. Imagine it. The mighty God born to us. For us. Like us. He is the everlasting Father. The Prince of Peace. And he has come to take up his throne. But he makes himself small in order to do that. Love risks being hurt and rejected. That's perhaps the hardest thing about love. Love is not a guarantee. You don't know how the beloved might respond. But love takes risks. It allows itself to be hurt. It allows itself to be rejected, to be abandoned, to feel the burn of unfaithfulness. And love goes into dark places. Those things that scare us. Those powers around us. Judah's enemies to the north. The prophet says, Out of the land of Zebulun, out of the land of Naphtali, those northern tribes, those tribes that have conspired together with Syria and are oppressing you, those enemies of yours, those dangers that are out there lurking in the shadows in Galilee of the Gentiles, where the nations are, where the others are, those dark places. 
Love goes there. It's from there that the prophet says, light will dawn. It's from there that the prophet tells us that those people who once walked in darkness have seen a great light. Love goes into dark places because love is present. Love is about nearness, closeness, being with. And we find ourselves in dark places. Sin is dark. And sin has drug us off out of the light of God and out into the dark corners of the world. Into the shadowy places. But love came. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. He became flesh. Our flesh. This flesh. And tabernacled among us. He came and made his home here to dwell. What that means is that God drew closer to us than our sin ever could. He became one of us. And in that, Yahweh's promise to Eve is fulfilled in Jesus. The serpent will strike the heel of your seed. But the heel of your seed will strike the head of the serpent. That which brought darkness into the world will be crushed by the light of the Christ child. The Bible is all about God's people living in God's place, enjoying God's presence. And in Jesus, God became a human person, came to our place, earth, this world, and brought the full presence of the eternal triune God. See, our faith must be big enough for the miraculous, for the impossible, but for what seems like it just can't happen. Our faith must be big enough. Our faith must be big enough for the shadows and dark corners of life to shine light where sin hides. To shine light where we find fears and dangers. Our faith must be big enough. Our faith must be big enough for the flesh and blood of incarnate, tangible, hurtable love. Because that's what Christmas means. Christmas is all about one single word. 
the Word made flesh. Emmanuel. God with us. God in our midst. God in the manger. A cattle trough. A feeding pen. If you miss him, you miss everything. Unless you humbly surrender yourself to his conquering and redeeming love, in the end, you'll have and be nothing. For this is what it's all about the Christ child, the baby who became helpless, who became dependent, the eternal God who became trapped in a human, finite, fragile human body. And if you miss him, you miss everything. Advent tells us, He is coming. Get ready. Christmas tells us, He is here. Be ready. Don't miss it. Tread lightly. Let's pray.